Hello, Pevin. What? what? It's Halloween. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Are, Are you here to haunt me? I'm here to haunt you. Well, that's concerning. I mean, what did I do to deserve this? You did all those... arsons. <laughs> I did all those arsons. Okay. I don't, I don't recall that, but... You no, were burning I, down everything at one point. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, uh, okay, well, I, I don't know what to say to this. I mean, but, but I think most of all, I'm scared. You shouldn't be. Oh, man. I have so many fears, so many phobias, so many that I could just listen them, describe them, and comment on them <laughs> for a whole episode. Well, Nathan, it sounds like we need to talk. Welcome back, everyone. My name is The Bag. And I'm joined here today with my best friend to haunt, Peppin. How's it going, Peppin? Uh, it's going well. How you doing, Bag? I'm doing great. Welcome to Halloween! <laughs> this is unsettling. This will be a very interesting podcast, I gotta say. Probably the most interesting. Especially if you keep that post up the whole time. What voice? So... I hear you have many fears. Uh, today, I want to talk about scary things. All right, we can definitely do that. So I think we should pull from a list because this will be a list show. Ah, list terrifying. Ooh, the recoveryvillage.com. The 12 most common phobias. I want to know which one of these do you have, Pepin? I think my greatest phobia is the whole podcast being like this. Let's start with number 12. I guess we'll just go in order the list. Number one, arachnophobia. The fear of spiders, which affects about 30.5% of the U.S. population. Nathan, do you like spiders? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. <laughs> what is there to figure out? Uh, how, how to interact with a scary, <laughs> scary character. You're Pepin and I'm Bag. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> I don't know how to play off this. Just be Pepin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, arachnophobia is, I think they say, one of those primal kind of fears. And it's like two fears, like spiders and snakes or something like that. And part of the reason is because those things were very, say, disadvantageous to our well-being in the past. So our evolutionary systems kind of built up some sort of innate idea of what a spider is or what a snake is. And, uh, you know, probably be covering snakes here in the next one. Uh, spoilers. But uh, s- spiders also have a very distinctive shape to them. Like, there's not too much out there that has, like, say, the main abdomen. Uh, and then, let's say, a fancy web like that. Like, I don't think there's any other species that has, like, those kind of webs. Uh, and, uh, th- like, eight legs. There's other, like, insects that have multiple legs and stuff, but spiders are very kind of, like, unique in the way they do it. Of course, there's also some 
bugs that will mimic spiders as a way of like uh, getting some sort of protection because they get mistaken to be a spider. But you know, either way, I, I think the fear of spiders is well placed because they can be dangerous. You get bit by certain spiders and you're going to be out of commission for a while. Not many of them will actually kill you, but still, even then, it's still an issue to get bit by them. And, you know, if you have a hive of spiders, that's going to be tough to deal with. Personally, I think spiders are really cool. Like, it's it's not one of those things where, you know, let's say I am, like, in my bath and, uh, like, I see a spider on the wall. Like, if it's far away, I'm probably not going to care if it's a huge spider. I'm probably going to be, like, kind of taken back by it a little bit for a second. But it's not like, it's not like, oh. Ugh, it's, it's, it's not like I'm scared of them. Like I, I'm more likely to put them in a jar and look at them than I am to like squash or like really streak at them. I look for spiders out in the wild too. I, I think they're incredible. But I can definitely understand how people would have uh, fears from them. Uh, how about you, Meter? Do you think your geological location has anything to do with that? The fact that there are not many poisonous spiders where you live? Uh, Probably to some degree. So, but... It's, I guess there's a fear there, but is that like a fear or is that like a uh, sort of worry? Uh, like, like for instance, somebody who might have a a allergy to bees, for instance, like they have a fear of bees because if they get stung by one, they're probably going to die without, you know, medical treatment. But the the thing is, is it, a, is it a fear or is it a more worry? Because they might see a bee and think they look kind of cute or, you know, know they're kind of mostly harmless, but they're still worried about getting stung by one. Mm. You can say it's a fear, but it, it, I think it strikes that kind of balance. It's not like sheer terror. So you're saying that there should be a difference here between a phobia and a justified fear. Yeah. You know, well, I, th I think the definition of phobia, I mean, we should have covered that first. A phobia is an irrational fear. Mm. Or it's a fear that's out of proportion with the, the, the stimuli. It's, it's not that there's no reason to not fear spiders, because some spiders can definitely be very dangerous. But the majority of spiders aren't that bad. And also freaking out just, just seeing an image of a spider or anything to that effect, that's kind of a bit of an overreaction to that stimuli. Mm. Mm. Like you might not be afraid if you see... A knife sitting on a table, but if that knife is plunged into your heart, all of a sudden you're afraid. Uh, yeah, yeah, th that's a good way to put it. Hmm. Well, I'm not afraid of anything, especially not spiders. I actually like them. They catch little bugs and pests. They're quite helpful to have around. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, they can be good for that purpose. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I went to a gym. Uh, Planet Fentus actually and it's got like this big long set of windows and then uh, one day I just kind of looked you know out the window and I saw like a spider and I'm like okay that's a pretty big spider it wasn't like tarantula size or anything but you know like it's the size of a quarter maybe a bit you know larger with the legs extended uh, the body was definitely big but then I started looking and there's another spider of similar size another 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 and then within that, like, say, uh, 10 foot radius or 10 foot kind of like stretch, there were maybe, maybe 50 spiders. And then I started looking down this whole, like, this whole, like, uh, window, you know, uh, essentially, and outside the building. Probably about, like, a uh, 150 foot stretch of just, like, spiders right there. And what I noticed is that they're all by the lights because there's a couple areas where there weren't any lights. 
and there's no spiders there. So my hypothesis to that is that they were there just to catch insects because that's where the insects, insects were kind of like coming and they were just thriving from that. Very rational of you. Ophidiophobia, the fear of snakes. 22% of the U.S. population has the innate fear of being bitten by a venomous snake. Hey, Nathan, are you scared of snakes? No, same thing with spiders, I'd say. I think snakes, you have a bit more to be worried about. I mean, they are very frightful in that they will tend to run from you because they, they typically don't want to be eating you unless it's like an anaconda or something like, you know, huge like that. Uh, in that case, you should definitely be afraid of them because they will hunt humans. But like most snakes, even wild snakes like cobras and stuff, they don't want anything to do with you. The way they eat food is by swallowing it whole. They can't swallow human whole. I mean, it, it maybe in the case if it's a baby, you know, and it's a big enough snake, but you know, they don't really want much to do with you, so you're generally fine. Uh, they say that if you're ever out in the wild, just kind of make some noises, but I, I think it's generally an overblown fear. Uh, I, I think snakes are awesome. Again, I used to catch snakes when I was like a kid and just kind of like look at them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're so cool. I wish I could find some more. But I, I think if I was, like, say, just walking through the the woods and then all of a sudden, like, there's a snake just in front of me. This kind of, like, I would be kind of freaked out. It would be a little much. Um, how about you, Eater? No, I'm not afraid of snakes either. I wonder if this, this is a very, very old fear. I mean, all the way back maybe to the Bible? Uh, well, the idea with uh, both of these, like snakes, is that they, they kind of go older than that because there's this idea that there's been three kind of primary predators for humans. There's been uh, snakes, uh, large cats, and then uh, birds of prey, like eagles and stuff. So those have been kind of the main, you know, fears of like say primitive man and also just primates in general. So those have kind of got etched into our memories, almost like primal memory. Like how do humans know things as their babies? Well, because we have like these kind of primal kind of structures of memories that kind of have there and it's a very loose construct there because we actually haven't seen those things uh it, it makes us more likely to recognize those things and this is part of the argument as to where say some mythological beast comes from you know some of the, the beasts of pure terror and dread uh, such as dragons dragons are essentially uh snake lion bird hybrids uh same thing with like say uh uh, what's that thing from Greek mythology or not Greek mythology? Is it Greek or is it Egyptian? There, there, there's like the, the lion with the snake as a tail, a griffin. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. So th there's a bunch of different animals and you can go to different mythologies too, where they, they have these creatures that are kind of these hybrids. And it's, it's pretty common to make these hybrids up because that's kind of reflecting the primal fear we have. Then why is fear of lions or cats not more prevalent? Uh, I think that might be availability bias. Uh, so, like, we don't have much in the way of, like, cats in the U.S. Uh, if you go to, like, a, I don't know, maybe California and stuff, that maybe that fear is a bit more there because there have been, I believe some cats have been taking, uh, like, some big cats, mountain lions that have been taking dogs and, you know, even potentially kids and stuff. So they're an issue there and there's some fear. 
Uh, generally, they won't mess with humans is the thing. Uh, same with most cats in general. But they get to, like, places where you have cats there. Like, uh, uh, think India with the tigers or uh, Africa with their lions. Uh, like, people there have a very strong fear of cats because cats cats are very big into killing humans uh not so much anymore because we whittled them down quite a lot but i think the number one killer of humans uh back in the day was tigers and then eventually humans came up with correct technology to kill them and they just mass slaughtered a whole bunch of tigers so what we see nowadays is not reflective necessarily of what the you know, previous state of being was Acrophobia, the fear of heights. This one's very common, although it says it affects 2 to 5% of the U.S. population. Nathan, are you afraid of heights? Uh, not, kind of, maybe. It, it's kind of hard to say because I am, but I'm not. It's kind of one of those fears where... If I get up to some heights, I'm very kind of unsteady and kind of like a little bit skittish. Uh, but if I'm up there for like 10, 15 minutes, I get used to it pretty quickly. It's, it's kind of like, it, it's, it's kind of like the same thing as like roller coasters. Like uh, if I ever go to a theme park and go on a roller coaster, like my heart's pounding and I'm just like, so like, uh, like, like with all the heights. But then after a couple of roller coasters, like none of the roller coasters scare me anymore. So I would say it's definitely one of those effects. Hmm. Uh, how about you yourself, Meter? I used to be much more afraid of heights, but over time I've conditioned myself to not be. Okay. Uh, why do you think people fear heights? I mean, probably some obvious reasons. Hmm. Uh, the typically people will have a biological response, where as they're up high they will become lightheaded and experience vertigo. And that definitely poses a danger of falling. Also, once you've fallen from a height, there's not really much you can do to save yourself. So mm -hmm. potentially that experience of falling and knowing death is certain could be a part of that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good chance of that. Uh, is there any way we could do this without the mask? Because it's it. This conversation is being kind of stilted. I think. Oh jeez, you're no fun, dude. I'm sorry. You gotta do it for the do it for the viewers. Well, now I just look like an asshole wearing a suit. <laughs> uh, so it's. I, I guess you're kind of right with in the sense that like once you start falling, it's hard to like stop it. Mm -hmm. uh, they kind of say like the with, with falling like if you try to attack somebody when they're falling that's like the worst kind of uh, or the best time to do it because they can't uh, react to it mm -hmm. and it also kind of is uh, irrevocable because if you fall and crash like so much you can do to stop that from you don't have much control over that so it's kind of irreversible in that way have you ever had any like a uh, like nightmares or dreams about falling um yeah yeah i've uh, i've had falling and dying ones before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I i've had a lot of dreams like that i mean 
it's it's usually falling and usually i'd wake up before or actually like crash and die uh but uh usually wake up but uh i i've, I've had a bunch of dreams where like like i'm like kind of walking down like a path or like stepping on rocks or something like that kind of jumping from one to another and then uh i always like kind of fall and that kind of where the dream kind of wakes me up and it's kind of jolt right out into reality hmm no, I've I've fallen and died, but I dream in third person, so the dream just keeps going. Yeah, what, what's that like when when you when you die in third person? Or do you just like watch yourself dead? No, I mean there's other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So it's just things keep going on. And you're you're just like there as a dead body, just. I mean, most of the time, my body is not just not a part of the narrative any longer. Uh huh. Uh huh. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, aerophobia, the fear of flying. 6.5% of the U.S. population, they become extremely anxious when flying. Hmm. Now, Steve, you've been on a plane before, right? Yeah, a lot of times. When you go on planes, do you have kind of that fear or it's just kind of like nothing for you? No, it's nothing. I mean, if something were to happen, there's nothing I can do about it. So that I'd see no point in being worried about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, have you met somebody who's had aerophobia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of people. What's, what's kind of their rationale? I don't think there is one. I think that's the whole point of a phobia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, the only thing I can imagine is kind of like a fear of heights a little bit, maybe a fear of lost control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not been on a plane. I know that I'd probably freak out a bit if I went onto the plane, but I think it's the same thing with heights. And also, it's just kind of like coming to grips with the reality of the situation. Like, okay, shit. Uh, if something goes wrong, I'm dead here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of get that way on a roller coaster too, because once you start going on a roller coaster, you can't stop that shit. Like, you're on that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And if it just like you know it decides to stop midair or anything like that, like like you, you just got to deal with those consequences. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably part of the part of the fear for people is that that loss of control and knowing that there's really nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose the other thing too is uh, I think this is more common back when nine eleven happened. Because uh, there was a terrorist attack, and then people got really worried about security on planes. Because mm-hmm. essentially, if there is is a hijacking like that, at least if you're on the ground, there's some chance of like the SWAT team or police or just somebody coming in and uh, say stopping it or something. And if you're in an airplane, good luck with that. If the people that are there, the people that are there. <laughs> no one's going to be coming swooping in from above. Yeah. No, it's uh, you're, you're where you're at and things are what they are. And there's very, there's only like, you know, landing, somehow landing safely to, to save you. But even that at that point is pretty, pretty uh, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- th- there's some stories of uh, pilots doing incredible things to land, mm-hmm. like planes. So it, it can end up very well, but at the same time, it's very easy to mess up landing and to kill everybody on board so it, even even then it's it's not guaranteed yeah 
Uh, kinophobia, the fear of dogs. 13% of the U.S. population um, freeze at the sight of a dog and have intense symptoms of anxiety. Hmm. So I've met some people who had uh, a fear of dogs mm -hmm. and it almost always has to stem with like a childhood thing I found. Yeah. Uh, it may not be true for everybody, but usually it's like they got bit by a dog or there was some sort of issue with dogs in the past. And th that's what I've tended to see. And I can kind of get it, but at the same time, I, I have a hard time really, because like, I know it's irrational, like they can't help it, right? But it, it's like, it, 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 with my view of it, like there's good dogs and there's bad dogs and you gotta be able to identify bet between the two. Like I would definitely have a phobia of a bad dog or honestly, if I met a dog like a Rottweiler or something like that and it started like just going crazy on me, you know, every time I saw a Rottweiler, I would be a bit more anxious. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I could generalize that to like a Chihuahua necessarily. Mm. Though Chihuahuas are, are, are bitches, like they're terrible. All right, don't you hate dogs? Uh, yeah, but it's it's not like a fear. It's like a just general annoyance. You just don't like the dogs bark sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's really annoying when they do that. And, and also, they're just like are very needy too. Like they, they can't just mind their own business. And to be fair, I like some dogs. Like my girlfriend, her parents have a dog that I love. Uh, I grew up with a dog that I love too. And those dogs are chill. You know, they might want a little bit of attention here and there, but they don't go crazy. If they bark, it's very seldom. And usually for good reason. And, you know, they, they, just, they just hang out. They're kind of part of the gang. Mm -hmm. So so I guess you could say dogs that are like cats. Okay, fair. No, I just, yeah. I like dogs, so. Mm -hmm. My brother's mm -hmm. dog tried to bite me in the face a couple of times, but I still oh, yeah. like that dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your reaction when that happened? Were you just like, oh, geez, or were you, uh, were you, uh, jumped back and was ready to fucking punch it in the face. <laughs> but it, it stopped trying to bite. It just wanted me to be less close to it. So I, mm -hmm. that's fair. So that's yeah. what I did. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. A, a lot of, uh, dogs or a lot of things dogs do are just like defensive. Like you, you're, not understanding their body language or what they want and you kind of get up in their business when they don't want you to be. Mm -hmm. There's the other instance too as well where dogs can get overly territorial and then they start just like, they're trying to make a point to you. Like they're trying to just like put you in your place essentially. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that's a whole nother thing. But a lot of times what I see is people are messing with the dog and they don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Reading that, reading the dog language. Uh, astrophobia, fear of thunder and lightning, 10% of the U S population, um, experience extreme symptoms of anxiety during storms with, uh, which many times will be amplified if the person is alone. You, you know, are you scared of thunder and lightning? Uh, that's a definite no. That's thunder and lightning is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I will go out of my way to see it and hear it and everything. And it, I think what it is as well is like, you know, you might say, hey, dogs annoy you. Why, why doesn't thunder annoy you? And I think it's because it's like low pitch and it's just kind of like, like a low gentle rumbling. It can be big too, but then it's big. You kind of want to see what it's about. Like you want to see the strike. So it, it, maybe it's just intrigue and stuff. And also it's not smelly. Uh, but I, I think it's just amazing. I'm so surprised that 10% of the population it, it has that. 
but hmm, I, maybe maybe that's an area sort of thing too, because we don't have too many up where we are, and they're relatively tame. But I can imagine it's like a huge, like crazy, stormy area that might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Ball, super fan Christopher Ball, saying hey, and we missed uh, Nick James early on saying let's see a mental freak out for meter to start the podcast. Show me the scary emojis. And uh, we definitely had that, so glad to glad to fill the bill on that one. No, I love I like thunder and lightning. I like rain, so uh, definitely not a not a uh, fear of mine. Uh-huh. Trypanophobia, a fear of injections. Ten percent of the population does not like needles. Yeah, that sounds that seems very uh, relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it relevant via the COVID sort of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, this is a weird one, too, because this is one that people fear, but they'll also kind of seek out, too. I mean, I guess you could say a thing with planes as well, though some people might just, like, start driving. But uh, I, I, I guess where the phobia phobia would come in it would be, like, where someone would not get injection, although they do, they should. Mm-hmm. Because this fear needles that much, uh, whereas more white phobia is like my like my girlfriend, she she doesn't like it. Uh, she'd prefer not to get a shot, but she'll get it done because it, she, she she needs to. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel on injections and needles? Love them. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? I go get my blood drawn all the time, and I donate blood, and mm-hmm. I like I. It's. I just think it's a really cool process to watch them like stick a needle in you, and then all of a sudden you had liquids being pumped out of your body into a bag. And then that idea of that blood's now going to go into a different person to keep them alive. That's really fucking cool. It does not scare me at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I actually agree with you on that because uh, every time I get my blood drawn, it, it's pretty awesome. Like yeah. I just like seeing the blood just. Yeah. Yep, I always watch them do it, and then I just like have conversation with them, and it's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, needles have never really bothered me either. Like, there's a little bit of a time when I was young where I thought that maybe sh- maybe should because people are always freaking out about them. But it's just like I started like, just paying attention. It's like it's just a little tiny prick. You typically don't feel it. You know what's the deal? And then it's really not that big of a deal in my opinion. Uh, but you know, not, not to say that people who have issues shouldn't have those issues necessarily. Uh, I'm I'm diabetic, so I have to inject myself a lot nowadays, and it, it's more just an annoyance for me now. Getting blood drawn, super cool. Uh, injecting myself with insulin, that's uh, really tedious and annoying. So uh, I, I think I think my relationship with them are uh, m- m- more more perturbed than mm-hmm. before. Like dogs, it's just kind dogs. of annoying. Yeah, well, okay, dogs are mostly annoying. <laughs> uh, social phobia, social anxiety disorder, 7.1% of the population. Uh, anxiety in social situations, usually involving people they don't know. This is more than just being shy or introverted. This is actually afraid of social interactions. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah, introverted is usually kind of associated with having to like calm down from like a social interaction. Like it wears you out. Mm-hmm. Extroverts tend to get like energized by it. So 
you could have somebody who's introverted who does very well in social circumstances mm-hmm. but you know after they have that party or whatever they're like oh geez yeah i feel exhausted i had to put on this face so it's not that but it's more like you, you think about the social interaction and your 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 heart starts pounding or you start like worrying about all the little intricacies and stuff that happens with it and that kind of causes you to either shy away from it or even when you're in that situation you need to force yourself to go to that party or whatever you, you're just like in a constant state of anxiety and fear mm-hmm. is that something you've ever struggled with i mean i avoid social situations but it's more because i just get it, they just drain me too much than anything it's not uh an actual fear of the social situation it's i don't like a lot of the uncertainty around it i like just stupid stuff but it's much more the introversion than it is like actually having um social anxiety disorder yeah yeah so that's a pretty good uh thing to draw there uh i get some anxiety around social stuff to some degree uh, but it's more because like I overcomplicate things, and I overthink how things might be. And I suppose it depends on what the function is. Because if it's just a general function, I feel comfortable with that for the most part. Uh, if it's like a, a let's say it's, let's say it's a work function, and I don't really know many people, you know, I I kind of get a little bit of anxiety with that because. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I don't know what's going to happen. And I also don't quite know if there's anybody I'm going to have there to hang out with. Because sometimes it's the case that just departments just kind of hang out with each other or, you know, certain people just hang out and you kind of just get left there by yourself. And for for me, it's a little bit harder to like attach myself onto a group. I feel like I'm imposing, Mm -hmm. which is my own sort of thing. But I can, I can kind of wor- get worried about those, but I wouldn't say that it's like a real like phobia necessarily. I think it's just like general worries. Mm. No, I think that's uh, pretty common. I feel like the social anxiety is just more and more common um, now than it probably used to be. Or maybe people are just more willing to admit to it now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm there's also a lot of like things that people are bringing in for social interactions like like with the stuff they see on like uh twitter facebook and stuff like that so a lot of comparisons and sort of expectations that get brought to the table and it's kind of almost one of those things where like like you ever like be back in like the aim days like ill and messenger or you know whatever mm-hmm. like the, the old days of messaging and you would spend like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes like writing up a reply to somebody and be this most perfect reply ever. And you were always just like amazing in text, but every time people talk to you socially, you just be like, like like a dead fish. Like there's kind of that going on too. You have a bit more time to like architect yourself mm-hmm. in text or kind of online communication type format. And then you might start getting worried, hey, like when I go into real, kind of things like people aren't going to see that they're going to see like my unfiltered stumbly stealth you know that doesn't have that chance to either like photoshop myself or to re-edit what i'm saying and everything like that and th- that might be a little bit scary too because the, the you that you think you're presenting is a you different to who you actually are mm-hmm. or or honestly people probably wouldn't care either way 
to some degree, depending on the group, but it still doesn't mean that it can't be a phobia or it can't be a real concern. Yeah, very true. And I think we should probably end this episode now because, hey, we're going a little bit long. So, hey, next week, hey, on We Did a Talk, hey, we will do part two of phobias. Hey, I said, hey, like once or twice. So now I got to say it just like, hey, constantly. So, hey, we need to, hey, talk.